You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the Broadway Husbands. We're your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway, Broadway Husbands. Husbands. <laughs> and make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network. We are proud members of BPN. You can see all of the amazing podcasts and their hosts. And uh, and if you just love theater, check out bpn.fm backslash husbands. Yeah. Okay, today we have very dear friends of ours as guests. And uh, we just had a lot of fun setting up their microphones and figuring out all this setup. So we were really excited we're to so actually excited talk that to them. Here and that we're able to hear them <laughs> and that we're able to connect. Please welcome to the podcast, Ryan Vana and Caitlin Houlihan. Yay! Yay! Hey. Hi, guys. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hi, good. How are you? <laughs> we're doing good. We're uh... Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank it's you so great us, to friends. be here. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you coming from? Uh, yeah, so we are coming at you live from Newton, Massachusetts. Uh, right outside of Boston. Yeah, we are uh, spending some time with my folks while uh, New York is at a standstill. Right. You know. Yes, we all, as, as we all, but I know you guys have also gone back and forth between Ohio and Massachusetts and Yes, I'm from Aurora, Ohio. So that's where we originally went when the shutdown happened after we quarantined for two weeks or even more because we were really nervous about leaving and going home to my parents. And we were supposed to stay there for uh, two weeks and we ended up staying for about five months. Um, so now on the other end of that, we are spending some time with Ryan's family. Um, for the time being. Yeah. We lucked out and got a sublet in our apartment in New York. And oh, nice. yeah, now we just 
just gonna hunker down for the winter. Living with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> My sister is also here with her husband and and their, and dog. their dog, and we have our dog. So it's quite it's a, a full, full house. house. My parents oh, wow. are elated to have everybody here. So far. So far. And is everyone but, getting along um, okay? Oh yeah. Uh, we we get along swimmingly. It's a good. It's a very fun house. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so tell us individually, you know, who you are, where you're from, and we just learned where they're from. So, well, yeah, we know where they're from, but just tell us a little bit individually before you, before the two of you met, you know, who you are and what you were doing before you met. Well, uh, so hi, I'm Caitlin. If you can't tell from my voice. Um, So pretty much before I met Ryan, which was about six years ago coming up, uh, coming up in October, I had graduated from Baldwin-Wallace University. I had showcased, I had moved to New York, um, and I had been working um, in a restaurant in Chelsea, but I had recently quit because I was uh, starting a project, a little project called Peter Pan Live. And uh, that is what I was doing when I met Ryan. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, at the time, a two-time college dropout. And <laughs> I was doing a show called Once. Um, and a new addition to the cast, her name was Shannon O'Boyle. Um, was a recent grad of Baldwin Wallace, and um, we would, you know, have conversations about like about girls and all that stuff. And she she was just like, you know what, I got a girl who you need to meet. And I went, okay, fine. And so, uh, and so we met at Glasshouse Tavern on Forty Seventh Street one Sunday after uh, my show. Classic. And she came in Cliche. with a. She came in with her, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she came in with her friend Chris as backup, and uh, we just sat at the bar and talked just for hours, and kind of knew immediately we were like, oh, okay, this is the rest of my life. Sweet. Aww. Aww. Well, wait. Before we get into the romance, so wait, you were a two-time college dropout. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, um, I went to Penn State for music okay. theater. And uh-huh. then uh, I guess after my sophomore year, I went to the city to uh, study at the Stella Adler Studio of Acting and for a year and a half. And then uh, over my like winter break that year, I got lucky and uh, got an audition for once and oh. uh, booked it in the middle of the second term and had to leave to do the show. But also like his like booking once was really unique because he actually auditioned in Boston for the tour for a completely different character and pretty much like booked Broadway from that. So like going into it, you think, okay, I'm going in for the tour. I'm going in, in Boston. I'm just going to try this. I'm going to bring a bunch of instruments. And then like at 21 years old, just like landed his first Broadway show. It's just sad that you never learned how to act because you never finished school. You know? (laughs) I know. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. 
bird. Do you need some ice for that bird? I'm working on it though. during quarantine. I'm, I'm I'm starting to learn. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I offer coaching. So, um... so what was the conversation? <laughs> All right. So what was what was the conversation like at Glass House? What what did Caitlin say that you know made you fall in love with her instantly? Can you remember um, one said... thing? Uh, she said her name was Caitlin Houlihan, so I knew she was Irish. Um, we just, we kind of just like opened up like immediately, like both of our fathers had like recently suffered heart attacks and like that was just like on the table. We were just, we were talking about that. We were talking about like how we, like our, how we grew up in spiritually and like our family's connections to music and our ancestry and just we kind of just I don't know dove in in a way that I you know had never felt connected hmm. before to anybody else and, and I had also like that past week tried Guinness for the first time <laughs> and so that's like I was like on this like kick of like drinking Guinness. And so like when we like sat down at the bar and both ordered Guinness, I think that I I'd like to think that I like gained some points there. Some oh, yeah. points. Oh deaf. And um it's like here's really? a proper Irish. No, class. I think so. Oh yeah. That was it. And um yeah, it was the Guinness. <laughs> it was the Guinness. Do you consider that your first date? Um no, there was like a very specific day that he took me on like an actual date and like I met him at the stage door and basically we like he took me first to this place to get a drink and then we went across the street and he took me to the top of the rock um, and it was the day before Halloween and his friend was having like a Halloween party kind of his band was playing in Astoria. And so like literally out of his pockets, he was like, we have to wear costumes. And so he pulled out cat ears and a cat nose for me and dog ears and a dog nose for him. Um, <laughs> Ryan, which, that like, is was so cute. Weirdly <laughs> foreshadowing because we have a dog and a cat. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then we went to this bar and like listen to music and it's like a honky-tonk band so there's lots of like fun dancing and yeah so I count that as like our first date because it was like he like planned the whole thing and the like everything was like a surprise for me um yeah that's what I consider our first date <laughs> does that does that does that match your idea of, a, of your first date Ryan oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was very much did you feel, were you like patting yourself on the back? Like, I am a success. I did great. <laughs> I have done it. No, I didn't know. I was just having fun. And she brings out fun in me. And Aww, yeah. that's I was like, so romantic. It's so romantic. <laughs> so romantic. Okay. So then who said, I love you first? Ryan yelled it at me. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he yell it at you? Well, Ryan. We, were kind of <laughs> <laughs> we were having it was the beginning of our relationship had like some obstacles, some obstacles to get over. And I was dragging my feet and being kind of wishy washy. And it was like it felt like it was out of a movie. We're like fighting like against like a wall on 
like in Hell's Kitchen. And I said like something like, why do you even care? And he said, because I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And then we stopped fighting. So yeah, that was it. That was his first time. Then it started raining and we were kissing and... It did? No. Oh. Like, like the notebook. Like, I don't remember that part. Exactly. I turned into a bird. But it was That's like a moment that like both of us just like burst out laughing because it was just, it was so like. Melodramatic. Yeah, it was so ridiculous, <laughs> but like wonderful. So, yeah. 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 So I, I'm curious about, um, you know, when you're so, I mean, you guys met so young and you're in this like what i would say is like you're in like very successful in your careers like pretty early on did that have any consideration like you're like look i gotta focus on my career like were you like thinking like i this isn't like a priority right now like is was that was your how much was your career in play when it came Uh, to your relationship i don't I don't think it was really in play. Like, it's nice to be with someone who understands what you're going through. But, I mean, I think our relationship has always been, like, it's never, like, an, something that intersects with our careers at all. I think we just sort of, like, we have our career and we have our relationship and we're not I, – I would never, like, sacrifice – my relationship to like spend more time with my career. I, I don't know. I've just never put the two of them together. Well, I think the benefit of like meeting young is that we are both really starting off in our careers. And so we were really supportive of each other and really understanding of the fact that this was a time when we needed to put career first but it never really came between our relationship. Even when I went on tour, there was never a like talk of like, are we going to stay together or are we going to break up? Like it was just kind of like, cool, I'm going to go on a tour. You're going to start this other Broadway show. And it's hard because, you know, being in rehearsal all the time for a new show for five months yeah exactly (laughs) for so long and you know being on the other side of the country like isn't exactly something that is enjoyable but there was never a question of like should we leave this behind um and I think that we've it's been nice to always have that understanding um you know even when it comes to being in tech for something and really not seeing that person you know, for a long time, it just, we've always understood, which I really how appreciated. Long, how long would you go um, when you were on the tour? Ryan, would you, before you started rehearsals, were you able to make it out and visit Caitlin or how, what was like um, your rule? Like Brett and I have like a three week rule when we're apart from each other for a long time, we try and see each other every three weeks. Did you guys have some sort of um, rule um, like that? Really, well, we never had like a rule because it was also like, pretty new in our relationship and Mm -hmm. we were just kind of taking it as it goes what you started in november i started in january um you came to see me like um in la yeah you spent like a week with me in la and there were different like times when i had like layovers and i could go back to new york um but i think the longest that we didn't see each other was like 10 weeks 
And I remember at six weeks, that was like the lowest point Mm -hmm. because it was just like, this is too long. We need to have a rule like this. And like, luckily we haven't really had to do that since. Yeah. Any like regional gigs have always been pretty commutable. Yeah. I'm in Jersey or Connecticut or tri-state area. So we haven't really had too much But if we were to go on another tour, one of us go on a tour, there would definitely have to be some sort of a, mm-hmm. okay, we can't go this long without seeing each other. Yeah, it's kind of saves us when when that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I remember, I just, so people listening probably don't know this. I did Paramore, the Cirque du Soleil musical uh, with Ryan. That's when we met when Caitlin was on tour. And I remember asking Ryan, when are you gonna marry her? I remember, like, and I, oh. I don't even remember like how long you guys have been dating, but I was just like, you, when is when's this gonna happen? Because it just was so clear, it was yeah. just so evident that it was inevitable. Um, and then, uh, then we hit 2020, and you've got your wedding plans in Ireland, and we had our <laughs> oh, Airbnb boy. booked, and we were ready to come. Yeah. And then July of 2020. (laughs) But you I'm laughing behind tears. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about your pandemic wedding. Tell us about it. Talk about the decision. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We were originally supposed to uh, tie the knot in Ireland, the uh, land of our forefathers. And it was gonna be a great little celebration. We were gonna have the Broadway husbands there (laughs) as the flower girls. And (laughs) then uh yeah, then March, we're like, oh, this is interesting. Something's happening. Let's go visit Caitlin's family for a couple weeks, and then we'll figure out like how to uh, proceed with the wedding. And then as it well, I had spoken with our uh, we have a, a wedding planner over there, and um, just the n- sweetest thing in the world. And we were constantly in contact, and she was well aware that it was affecting all of the uh, marriages that were supposed to be happening. Um, And she had kind of talked to me down uh, to a point where she said, you know, Ireland is taking this extremely seriously. I really think that by July, like, we'll be able to open up a little bit and like, maybe we'll have to, you know, cut down on numbers. But I think that it's a possibility. And then as it got closer, we had to have the harder conversations of, Americans are not allowed in, um, so this is going to be a little more difficult. Yes. Um, and so it pretty much got to a point where we had contemplated pushing it to November, pushing it to next year, um, kind of went through all of the options and the ups and downs of like emotionally just feeling like, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Is this... Uh, you know, like superstitiously, is this a sign that, you know, (laughs) we shouldn't be having it there? Um, And there was just a day when I just was crying because I was, I felt just so like I couldn't look forward to my wedding day because I didn't know when it was going to be. And yeah, I think the most important thing to us was like, let's just get married here. And here was Cleveland. Um, and you know, we can have, we can celebrate our wedding whenever 
we want and we can like every year we'll celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we can go to Ireland, we'll go and we'll have our friend. But it was it ended up being just like a perfect day. We everything fell yeah, into place like pretty our, much. I told we went out. We told my parents, OK, after like the 10 <laughs> other plans we've told you about, which they were so cool and on board for any of them. Um we pretty much said, this is what we want to do. Um, we want to get married in the church that like my family grew up in. Um, and my dad like immediately called the priest. He said yes. And we kind of got the ball rolling from there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we just had like a small ceremony in the church and it was just our immediate family and friends looking on over uh, like YouTube live. Mm -hmm. And then we just had like a nice dinner and it yeah. happened to be 4th of July. So there were fireworks all around us, uh, which was just kind Magical. of, it was perfect. And there was a full yeah. moon and it was, yeah, yeah. we had like uh, a small reception outside uh, with games and uh, like yard games and things yeah. and it was just it ended up being perfect in its own way and it's definitely something memorable that you know you never forget your wedding day but especially this you looked gorgeous we watched yeah, it all it on beautiful. youtube it was beautiful and um Thanks. my mom watched it with us and she was like oh my mom was like crying and <laughs> you know because it was it was a holiday and we were all together and then we were like let's watch and her. she's catholic and she's catholic i mean it was like <laughs> she loved it and it made her so happy to see people getting married during this time it was, it was just a beautiful a beautiful day so congratulations we're so happy for Thank you guys you. we can't wait to it's celebrate nice. it's nice to kind of Exactly. And that, and we'll be able to hopefully uh, go to Ireland and be able to celebrate our our marriage, but also celebrate that we can travel and that hopefully we're on the other side of um, the pandemic and that we're kind of that it's in control. So hopefully that'll be a really, really happy day. Since you've been married, have you learned anything new about one another that you didn't already know? Oh, I mean, she's an open book. I, so, <laughs> what does that I, mean? I mean, I knew what I was. I I knew everything I was inheriting. I, I'm pretty sure. Is there anything you've learned about me? I don't think so. Um, we've always just been like extremely open with one another. Like, uh, I'd say the only thing that we're that I'm learning is like when we've had, we've lived with our parents now, both of our parents. And I think that that brings out a different side of you because when you're home in your childhood bedroom, yeah. you feel a little different. And so it's weird to like have like someone who you're so close with sharing in that. So I think that there's like maybe like some old, old stories that yeah. come out of the woodwork. But I think we're also learning where our idiosyncrasies come from, uh, from <laughs> yes. spending time side by side with like mother and daughter, father and son, <laughs> um, little things we do around the house that like we, we've always, like, she always knows I, like, leave cabinets open, but she never knew why or why I put, like, the stove or why I put, like, pans on the stove to dry. She never knew why I did that. And then she it's comes home. It's now evident. It's my mother. It's things <laughs> I just inherited. And 
So yeah, we're 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 finding out why. We we know everything about each other, but now we're learning why. So we're getting very meta into it. <laughs> I think that uh, I yeah. think we have the same that is similar, so, yeah, relatable right now. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we have the same kind of thing. And you know, we've been together a little bit longer, but I think after spending time with my family, I learned a lot about myself just being around my family because I it's been so long since I spent that much time. And then now being around Brett's family, yeah. I feel like everything that he has told me I'm now experiencing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a time of growth <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. not like, it's not typical um, in, in these times, I think maybe now it's becoming more normal, but um, I was talking to my mom and her mother lived with her in-laws like the first few years that they were married and it was kind of like more common you know to get on your feet then you get a house and I think uh in the prior to the pandemic and kids kind of moving home with their parents um it wasn't normal to get married and then live with your parents for a little bit like it's definitely not what you think the first year of marriage is going to be um and so it's very interesting uh, because I don't think that other otherwise we would not have had this experience to live with each other's parents and kind of experience each other in our childhood homes and childhood bedrooms. So yeah. different things come up. It's really interesting. It almost feels like a TLC reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> totally. With your, your parents. <laughs> <laughs> it is the in-law. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, yeah. you wanted, I just want to speak to this because, Caitlin, you were opening a brand new Broadway show when everything shut down as well. Yeah. Um, how, what was that experience like for you with the anticipation of that show? Because you did the show at The Public, um, Girl from the North Country. But so you had the anticipation of waiting for that to happen to transfer and then the transfer starts and then boom everything shuts down how yeah. what was that experience like you know the show girl from the north country is something that's really really special to me um i had previously done waitress and um i think when you're on broadway for the first time that you have a lot of feelings, or at least uh, in my experience, I had a lot of feelings of like imposter syndrome mm. uh, and kind of just believing that this is a fluke, um, that this is a one-time thing. You just kind of feel like, is this going to be my one Broadway show and then I never do it again? Am I ever going to be on Broadway again? Um, 
And when I booked Girl from the North Country, it was at the public, but it was something different. And uh, my experience with the show was so beautiful and enlightening. And I learned so much from everybody around me um, because it's truly an ensemble piece. And so it never felt like there was someone in the room who was higher up than everybody else. Um, And that's like a really special thing to experience as an artist. It's really like, it really helps you blossom. And so when the show was, when it was announced that it was moving to Broadway, it was something that was really highly anticipated by myself. And so uh, (laughs) being able to, open a show and be uh, in an original cast is something so different from being a replacement. Um, so the experiences that I had through tech and through doing 10 out of 12s and doing just being in a new theater and being able to decorate my uh dressing room space, that was like, it was all first for me. And um, I my roommate was uh, Kimberly Lane Sprawl and we spent a good amount of money making our dressing room beautiful and girly and like we wanted to be the room that like people came to afterwards to have a drink and uh I remember the day before we opened we were just chatting putting on our makeup getting into you know I was doing pink curls and I said to Kimber I really hope we're open for a long time because we spent a lot of money on this room (laughs) And I kind of feel like I jinxed it a little bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was, but to your question, I think it's really, um, it's like the hills and valleys because opening a Broadway show is like some of the most tangible excitement and tangible energy um, that I've ever felt. And it was incredible we had our after party and just the feeling of accomplishment of we opened something on Broadway um and uh, my parents came in to see the show uh on opening night and Ryan and my parents and I were driving home from the party and the uh, New York Times article came out by Ben Brantley and he absolutely loved the show and the the review was poetic and it was just like, oh my gosh, all of this is just like too good to be true. And then the next week, <laughs> we had an interesting week because it, it was pretty full. So we opened on a Thursday. We had shows uh, Friday and Saturday. We had Sunday and Monday off and those were the days that we recorded our cast album. Um, and the next day we came into work and two people had tested positive for the flu, uh, and they were two of our swings. Uh, so people started getting a little nervous and there was of course, like some chatter about, um, the virus coming in and everything. And then pretty much, uh, was it, it was Wednesday evening. And I remember someone came off stage and said, Tom Hanks has it. And I was like, no, not Tom Hanks. And then like the next time they came off stage, they were like, NBA's canceled. And then everyone just kind of looked at each other like with wide eyes going, okay, like this, I don't think we're going to be back. And, um, yeah, that was, it was, it was a low to, to, to put it in basic terms, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. you know, to get the news that we weren't coming back, especially after coming off of just a, 
a high. Yeah. Yeah. And you really turned it around though. I think with being able to, to plan your wedding and like make the best of this opportunity and, you know, we will be back. Broadway will be back. You will be back in that beautiful dressing room. And I can't <laughs> wait to see it. And now, wait, wait. And now as a married couple, have you been creating together? Have you, you know, Ryan, I know you're a songwriter. Like a have baby? you guys been? Oh, is that a no. thing? <laughs> is that a thing? I think I would know um, that. <laughs> no, 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 no. He likes to make a lot of jokes about it. And I don't like it, but <laughs> um, Ryan's dad uh, is a pretty incredible uh, builder, developer. And um, yeah, so he and I like did a little work and you guys can't see it. Well, Stephen and Brett can see it, but we, we built like a sound studio in my childhood bedroom um, so that we could be on the Broadway Husbands co- uh, podcast. And, Thank you for doing that. So that we could, yes, it was our pleasure. And so that we could do like little recording projects here and maybe just dip our toe into the voiceover game because that's one of the only accessible things for actors to do during a pandemic is uh, voiceover Humera commercials and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so we've been doing a little bit of that. We've just been trying to, like, I guess use this time to be like, let's work on our health from, like, our physical and mental health, like, all across the board. So we're just, you know, getting out there and playing in the field. I just want to take a moment and plug Ryan's album, which is so good. He's yes. a, such a talented um, singer-songwriter. And I was just saying to Stephen the other day, Stephen found some channel. We we, we get, long, long story short, we got Apple TV and he found some channel. It's not Apple TV, it's AT&T. Sorry, AT&T TV. <laughs> and he, and plug, there's plug. some channel called like Axis or something. And it's all concerts and live performances of various oh, bands. And cool. it's actually really cool. But they had a Farm Aid concert. Farm Aid concert on the other day. And Dave Matthews was like playing from a shack in the woods somewhere. And he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Ryan Vanna is just as good, if not better, than this guy. So if you guys want to really hear some amazing music, you should follow Ryan and, and listen to his album. Yeah. Truly. And yeah. listen out for upcoming music. Yeah. The album's called Somebody, but you can also listen to Dave Matthews. Uh, he has a great catalog of music. <laughs> he does, but I'm not putting him. I'm putting your link in the description below, not his. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we just... You know, you you really do feel like family to me. I mean, I think that having gotten through um, Paramore together and um, and all that time that we spent together, I just I just adore you, and I'm just so proud of both of you, and um, just really feel honored to have you on on the podcast today. Are there any questions, you friends of the pod? No, I, I kind of just want to say yeah. the same thing. I think I think when I first met you, the two of you, it was so apparent to me that you guys were in love. And I don't think I realized how young you were and how new maybe your relationship was. And I remember once I realized that I said to Brett, I was like, wow, I was like, they're just like really in love and you can just tell. And like, I think I just want, want to say it to you. The guys are just so open and honest and, um, and real. And I think your marriage is beautiful. So yeah, thanks for being here and thanks for being oh. you guys. 
Yeah. Thank I you. Think your marriage is beautiful. Oh my gosh. You've All... got to be open and honest. It's the only uh, way no, to be. Of course, you know? of course. <laughs> of course. That's really sweet. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We adore you guys. We, love we you. really, really do. Miss you. All right. We're going to move into a segment that we call Spotlight on Love. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In this segment, if you haven't listened to our podcast, we have a follower, a listener write in seeking some sort of relationship advice. It could be romantic, romantic, it could be familial. And then we and our guests offer unqualified advice in return. So yes, armchair <laughs> therapist, or what is it called? Armchair <laughs> psychology, totally. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so we had someone write in and Stephen, do you want to read what their question is? Yes, they would like to remain anonymous. They wrote, what do I do if the guy I'm casually, quote unquote, seeing now wants to be friends? Is that even possible? How do I keep it from being awkward? Okay. Here's the thing. Personally, I think if, if anonymous, we'll call this person, if Anonymous still has feelings for this person that they were casually dating but wants to be friends with them. I don't think that it's possible to be friends because I think that someone will – I think that Anonymous will is only setting themselves up for hurt. So I think if there are feelings – involved. I think it's a cut the cord kind of thing. And then a maybe revisit in the future if you think that you don't have feelings there, but you still want to be their friend. Um, Ryan? So I think like, as our relationship started, you weren't ready to dive fully in. And so not able to like knowing I was going to love this person as a friend, or as anything, I had to just say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back and not talk to you, let you kind of figure out how we're going to proceed going forward. And as soon as you're ready to kind of make a decision on yes or no, are you going to be my love? Like, I, I got to take a step back and not talk to you. And then we got back together like a week later and we're like, cool, we're going to go through this. So I think if this person is, you know, not wanting to uh, be just friends with this casual acquaintance, they need to take a step back and just say, "Hey, I can't, I can't be just your friend, so I, I have to be nothing for the moment." And then revisit it. And if it's only going to be a friend thing, try to accept it. And if you if you think you can be friends with this person, and that's going to be a healthy um, addition to your life right now, then continue on with the relationship. If you can only be romantically involved with this person, then you cut the cord and say, you know, I have other friends. Yeah. I, um, those yeah, are great. Those really are great good. answers. And also I feel like I didn't think this when we wrote this question, when we got it and we wrote it in the notes, but like, it kind of reminds me of by you saying that is Brett kind of did the same thing to me in the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> Sorry. You know, we were like, I guess we were casually dating. I was definitely the Caitlin and the, he was, <laughs> he, you know, it was like, we were casually dating, I guess, I guess that was what we were doing. And then, then he kept kind of just being like, mm, 
Mm. <laughs> I kind of, I'm like kind of pushing me away and kind of like not sure. Um, How does this help the person? Who okay, so no, no, no. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> so <laughs> get to it. I think, I think that, <laughs> I think that, I think that you have to be clear on what it is you want, right? So I, I think if you're clear on what it is you want, and if they're not able to give that to you, then, you know, like you've said, just kind of cut the cord and walk away. Because if you want to be more than just friends and they don't, then you need to just walk away. Mm-hmm. Or you can let them have a moment. Um, and if they come back, then you know it's meant to be, right? But I think that you need to, like, be mm-hmm. clear as to what it is you want. Um, and then go after that and, like, take the next steps to do that. And don't rely on them to um to be any different right just do what it is that you want uh, and take care of that first and i think clear communication too i think if you're saying okay uh you know if this the person says to them um you know i don't think i want to casually date but i'd love to stay friends then anonymous needs to be upfront and clear and say either you know, well, I have feelings for you. So I, I don't think I can be friends with you. So I'm, right. I'm gonna, you know, I need to remove myself from the situation. I need to cut off contact or whatever it is, yeah. or say, I don't think I can get there. I don't think I can be your friend yet. Right. You know, I need to heal from this. Right. Um, but just ultimately communication, clear communication, when you're being honest about how you're feeling there you cannot have fault in that because that's you know honest yeah words agreed yeah i i i just want to say i think it's i think it's harder to easier to it's easier to go from friends into something romantic than it is to go from romantic into friends like that's i think that's completely so like that's why you gotta be say oh this isn't working for me this isn't working for me either i think we're meant to be friends you know yeah yeah. yeah, it gets very tricky to go back and forth, and yeah, rare. It's very rare. Yeah, it's confusing. Then also think about like if you are friends with this person, and then you start dating somebody else, mm-hmm. and then how's that person gonna feel with your history? I mean, I guess that people figure that stuff out. Again, it's about communication, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, those are really good, really good tips, you guys. You know what you're oh, doing. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being guests. We we want to. Um, where can people follow you guys on social media or where else? Um, right now, uh, I am pretty much only on Instagram at Kate Hula. And um, you can uh, not follow me uh, at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's another thing. What is that? so? Uh, well, we are. We have a lot of we have a lot of conflicting feelings about social media at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm sure, like a lot of other people, we Mm. watch Social Dilemma, Mm. and being in the pandemic has affected. Yeah, it's affected mental health um, in a lot of different ways, and so uh, we're trying to figure out how to help ourselves and. Part of that has to do with social media. So you can currently follow me, but it might not be there for much longer. Um, <laughs> there's definitely an inner uh, dialogue that's been happening yeah. about about social media. Yeah. But yeah, I recently deactivated my Facebook and Instagram and 
it's all gone, but you can go on to www.ryanvana.com and <laughs> yeah. send me an email. You there can you find go. his album there too. We can find to, the album. Definitely listen yeah. to his music. I totally like this is like a whole nother episode to talk about social media. <laughs> We were talking to we were talking to our friends last night. Last night mm-hmm. You know, and he brought up Social Dilemma, and um, it's a great documentary, and yeah, super scary but enlightening. And um, but uh, but he he made some remark. He's like, you, Brett, you just you're you're just diving into social media even <laughs> after watching the documentary. And I, and I and I and I'm sort of in this weird place too, where it's well, I have a you know a business, and we you know you know, we use social media for that, but I also think it's all in how you use it. It's all in how, what are you using it for? And I think the the difficult challenge is that most people don't use it consciously. They use it, they use it as a news source or they use it as a way, as a false way of staying connected. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they don't actually use it for what I think it, what I see it as is a creative outlet and a, you know, maybe the surface connection, but it is a way to connect with others that, that maybe you don't know, you know, but, yeah. but I, especially it, initially, I think when it was created, like the reasons it was created, the reasons that social media, you know, were created were for good things, you know, it was to keep connected and it was a it's tool. kind of completely. Yeah. And I think it's just unfortunately been unregulated and um, we've kind of, been guinea pigs for this new world of advertisement and of filters mm. and uh you know kind of seeing the grass being greener somewhere else mm. and uh so i think like unfortunately it's been used for other things and and it's happened before our eyes and so we've like grown very accustomed to it and it, it's true it's like it's what you use it for and some people it's like very simple for them to use it's very great for their brand or their business um so yeah yeah. but i think when you're thrown into um you know the life of broadway and Mm -hmm. and trying to um share things from your life it's definitely you know something that causes yeah anxiety a lot of thought Yeah. yeah 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 and i think kind of going back like an hour into this podcast or however long when you're talking about career and uh and the relationship like right now we don't i mean we have career like our careers have haven't stopped but like the broadway like and that it's not there so i don't feel like there's anything to promote right so right now i've shut it off and it's just a relationship and I'm, right. I'm just it, like with Caitlin and with my family and I'm able to, I'm like, I connect with friends via um, like FaceTime and texting and podcasts and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah it's I'm, about I'm not, what, yeah. what finding what like is making your heart sing. Well, and I also yeah. think that and like, so, what's really beautiful about that is that if for anyone listening is you can always turn it off like ryan it's completely. like just yeah. it is no, you, you are not going to miss out on anything thing. like completely. you take a break or shut it down completely i mean it really like i was saying to a, a coaching client that i was like i know plenty of people who have great careers and have never been on social media completely yeah, yeah. and i think that there's a mistruth uh if that's a word 
about uh, performers and needing to have that social media to um, get in the room and to, you know, be seen and kind of create buzz. And I think that there's definitely there are people who know how to use that to their advantage and which I think is great. I'm not one of those people. Um, you know, I, it just isn't something that like makes me comfortable, but, um, you know, it's all about how you use it, what you're using it for and knowing when enough is enough. And I need to take a step back from this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, on that end, we are so glad you came out of your cocoon (laughs) and came and talked and came and talked to us on the podcast. Us too. It's just so lovely to hear your voices. Yeah. We love you guys. And um, and to all of our listeners, don't forget to love who you love and love what you do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.